back, friends. I think the first question, I'm going to just dive right into this, you guys. I want to work with you through to officially kick off this podcast is, who the heck am I? Who am I to be in love with my life? Write that book. Start that blog. Sell my graphic designs. Pick up that side hustle. Lose the weight. Set up your Etsy shop or do anything outside of quote unquote normal. Yes, I did just do the quotes with my hands. (laughs) You can't see that. (laughs) Trust me when I say that. I have lost countless nights of sleep asking myself the very same question. The truth I want you to know right now, even if you don't finish this episode, is you are seen and loved today just as you are. And when Jesus is on the throne of your life, literally nothing is impossible. Even loving the parts of you that you deem unlovable. So let's get right to it. Who was I before I began a relationship with Jesus? How can I relate to someone that hasn't found him yet or doesn't know him or his love? Simply put, I was wretched. Not like we call it ratchet, you know, in our generation. God calls it wretched. I've made a lot of mistakes. Those mistakes make me want to hide most of the time whenever I think about them. I was broken and full of anger, shame, and guilt. The anger, shame, and guilt, yes, some of it was from the trauma I had experienced. If you listened to that teaser episode, then you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't, go ahead and listen to that first episode. But the majority, honestly, of this anger, shame, and guilt, it came from the decisions I kept letting myself make those few years after that trauma actually happened. Those decisions were the most destructive. It was those decisions to drink all the time, the decisions to sleep around and give my body to anyone who wanted it or anyone I wanted to, the decisions to take all the hardships of this life that I was facing, never letting a single soul in on the mess that was actually behind the life of the party smile to help. These decisions may seem pretty normal, but they were honestly destructive to my mental health, to my body, to my closest relationships, and to my soul because I was full of pride, sin, and stubbornness. Seriously, I do want to talk about how alcohol and partying and sleeping around is so, so normalized, Um, but not in today's episode. Then I realized the more time I spent regretting my past, the more I was wasting my future. I was actually setting myself up for more failure by focusing on all of those past failures, because what I focus on tends to grow and reproduce in my life. I don't know about you. Something I've learned and picked up in the just small, less than 30 years of life. (laughs) Why do you think Satan tries so hard to make us feel so insecure? So we'll keep our mouths shut and continue continue on and act like nothing needs to change. You know, I was never a morning person growing up. Ask my mom. Poor woman had to pull out all the stops to get me up for school. I was definitely not the girl that wore makeup, and looks cute. Usually, I wore sweatpants more than jeans. This was back before leggings were really a thing. I'm just that old. (laughs) But these days, close to 30, I love my mornings. The colors of the Indiana sky, the quietness before my two young toddlers run and roll my entire day, the promise that each day is new. Despite the disappointments and the failures of yesterday, today, this morning, I can start fresh. I kind of think God's a morning person. I don't, I've never met him personally, but I, I kind of think he is. Lamentations 3, 22, 23 says, 
The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for he, his compassion never fails. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I love that Jesus is in the business of giving people a fresh start. He encountered a lot of people during his ministry on purpose. But did you know that it wasn't the religious people who got a fresh start from him? It was the woman caught in adultery in John 8. Yikes. <laughs> uh, been there. It was Peter who declared himself a sinful man in Luke chapter 5, verse 8. Raising my hand behind the mic, even though you can't see me. Cue raising my hand. <laughs> it was Zacchaeus who was a despised tax collector, but turned himself around in Luke chapter 19. It was the criminal crucified right next to him on Calgary that believed in Luke chapter 23. The Apostle Peter says, Because Jesus was raised from the dead, we've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. So what are four things you can actually do to start breaking free from this pest of a question that keeps us playing small and feeling absolutely unworthy? The secret to unlocking empowered healing, I like to call it. Step one is know who and whose you are. Because my friend, you are God's masterpiece. You are fearfully and wonderfully made because God himself knit you together in your mother's womb. He created you in his image. And Romans 3, 24 even tells us that it doesn't matter what mistakes you've made in your past, you made today, or you'll make in the future. Think about your thoughts. Where do they come from? Are they coming from someone who's hurt you in the past? An upset parent dealing with their own stuff? A friend? Someone else? Or what God, your creator, says about you? despite your flaws. When we apply God's truth to our lives, the old lies will lose all of their power, girl. It takes consistent practice of seeking out, believing, meditating, and speaking the truth to ourselves, but that is when we will find the freedom that we're longing for. For me, a way that I put this, do this in real time is I put post-it notes on my bathroom mirror. Those post-it notes have sayings on them. One of them says, you are loved. That's it. I just have to remind myself that every single morning. Another one of them right now in the season of my life says, what other people think about you is none of your business. It just really helps me get through my day. I need to write new post-it notes every so often because I need different affirmations every so often. But that really helps me. Right when I wake up in the morning, I'm brushing my teeth and I'm reading those post-it notes so I can remember who the heck I am and whose I am. And I can be confident in that. So step two is accept responsibility for your part of the story and own it, dude. Yeah, I said dude on a podcast. <laughs> I want you to grab a pen and a piece of paper right now. Yes, I'm so serious. I'm going to give you a second. Grab a pen, grab a piece of paper. Or if you're that just so techie, Open your notes app on your phone. I'll wait. Okay, you got one? Write the number one through three with some space before the next number. You know, like one, give it a couple lines, two, give it a couple lines, three. I want you to write down, are you listening? I want you to write down the top three lies that you believe about yourself. Ooh, sorry if that if you thought this was going to be like a fun exercise. <laughs> While you guys write yours down, I'll share mine. 
Number one, I'll never be anything more than what or who I am today. And number two, I'll never be accepted for who I am, past mistakes, flaws, quirks, passions, and all. Uh, Number three, I am unlovable, unclean, and unworthy. Why are we writing things down that don't make us feel good right now, right? Because Satan's deception is now out of your head. It's in on the it's in the light and you're it's staring at us back on paper. Why is that important? The enemy works in the darkness, girl. And it is an atmosphere. The darkness is an atmosphere where sin and deception do their best growing. If they stay, if those lies stay bottled up in the darkness of your mind only, they hold all the power in the light on the paper. They lose their power. Those lies brought me pain and depression, but God taught me that he comforts me if I don't bottle it up. He loves me and you more than any anxiety or depression, worry or fear, and blessings are coming after that pain. Number three, step three, find your lifers, a community and mentors. Fellowship and relationships are so important. We are wired and made for connection. So I need to ask you, who are you spending your time with? Not just people either, especially during this quarantine. I know, girl, I know we have, I haven't seen my girlfriends in forever. I need a girl's night. Um, what content are you consuming? How much social media or news media are you consuming daily? What are you reading? What are you listening to? It's all of those things that matter. You know, they say that um, you become like the five people you spend your most time with. And that is so true. Think of your friends as contagious. Their lives as contagious. Is that your friend's lives something that you want to catch? Create a circle. I want to encourage you to create a circle around you that looks like your future and not your past. I am not saying that you need to cut out all of your longest friends or your closest friends. But if you have people that you know your energy is low around or you know that they really prefer to gossip than to grow with you or to talk about goals or support you, then it might be time to just maybe take a step back and spend more of your time with someone who could bring positivity and growth into your life. This is something that I really struggled with for a long time, not because I didn't have good girlfriends. I do. Like I said, I needed people that were kind of going in my direction as well, that could mentor me, that could help me, that could understand what I was doing. So I turned to Audible, something you can download on your phone. Um, And I started listening to a bunch of books about from authors that I aspire and look up to. I started listening to podcasts all the time. Um, I mean, like, instead of listening to music, which I do a lot... I started listening to podcasts. So in the shower, podcast. Doing the dishes, podcast. You know, it's cleaning, podcast. Now, sometimes I need my tunes. My pre-workout dance parties will never go away. <laughs> but I started filling my mind and my time with people that were pulling me up instead of keeping me stagnant or pulling me down. So find lifers, people around you that you can trust with your insecurities and stuff that we talked about before, up in, the, in step two, but find mentors that you can fill your time with that grow you. Step four, and this is my last one I have for you guys today. Get to work, girl, and commit to you. 
How many times have we said, oh yeah, tomorrow I'm going to have all this free time, a much better mental headspace to do all these things. Whatever I need to do on my to-do list, whether that's fold the laundry, uh, move my business forward, etc., all the things. It's going to be there tomorrow. Why are we always wrongly predicting that in the future we are going to have more time, more willpower, more money, more confidence, more of something? Let's start to assume that we'll be it'll be just like today and start doing something small every single day. Have you ever thought about what you're using your willpower muscle for? You know that stuff like that stuff that takes like a lot of willpower to do. It takes me the most willpower to do the laundry. That is my thing. I I can do the dishes and clean the kitchen all day, but I cannot stand to do the laundry. I know there's like there's opposite ends, so you'll have to tell me which one you are. It takes me a lot of power willpower to do the laundry. What are you using your willpower on? Is it for something for you, something good, or is it for something negative? I want you guys to commit to one small, consistent act of self-control every day. Journal, tune, in, tune into a podcast, read 10 pages of a book, set boundaries around your phone, set boundaries around your media consumption, move your body, drink water, meditate, take that TV out of your bedroom, something, you know, like do something for you every single day. Flex that willpower muscle small and consistently every single day because that's what's going to build it up. Don't question who you are anymore. You and I both know that you're freaking awesome. Start questioning those lies that you believe about yourself. Remember, friend, you do have a choice. Getting and living the life that you want, whatever that looks like for you, because it looks different for everyone, is not far-fetched anymore. We have the resources today that I know my feisty great-grandmas would have killed to have to not stay stuck. So, number one, know you are amazing and God thinks so too. Like, really flipping amazing. Number two, don't bury yourself in excuses for holding on to those lies as truths. Number three, find your people that match your future, not your past. And number four, get out of your routine and make a commitment to personal growth with a few people that are a couple steps ahead of you and tap into them through books or podcasts. Shameless plug to go hit the subscribe button for this podcast and leave a five-star review. Duh. But seriously... When you lay your head down at night, I want you to know that you are worthy of it all. Love, happiness, and success. And when we feel her mind, her body, and her relationships, we free her soul. Until next time, girlfriend. Talk to you soon. Girl, I cannot tell you what it means to me that you are here and listening to this show. I am so grateful for you. And I just want to say that if you did love it or if it tugged at your heart at all, please feel free to share this with your friends or better yet, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram so I can personally shout you out and thank you. Thank you so much for being on this journey, friend. Talk to you soon.